to the Virtual Band Director Conference. This is a 24-7 resource for you, band directors all over the world. I'm your host, John Liner. Let's get this party started. Welcome to the Virtual Band Director Conference. We're back. This is season two. Uh, we yeah. Deuce! So we know all sorts of things are happening, but we're glad that you're here to join. Uh, if if you have a young director in your life, anybody that you know, share this with them. This is specifically for them. And you know what? Even you experienced directors might get a taste of something that refresh your memory, get you going and excited for this school year. Uh, I would like our presenter to introduce themselves. Uh, a friend of mine, everybody, please welcome Mr. Vincent Morris. Vincent, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. How you doing, John? I'm good. And it's my understanding you, you got a new gig over the summer. I did. I am now the head director at Garcia Middle School in Fort Bend. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot, but it's it's really fun. Really, really enjoying get, getting to know some of this community. That's fantastic. And that's that's in uh, Fort Bend? Fort Bend, mm -hmm. Yes, Fort oh, Bend, Very good. Yeah. Very good. That's really exciting. If y'all don't know Vincent, you should get to know him. He's an outstanding educator, uh, and he's really been he, – he, he's a trailblazer, really, he is. And you guys will see more of his work in the coming years, I'm sure. Um, we're talking about 10 tips for young band directors. And it says young band directors, but really this is advice that can really benefit any band director. Absolutely. Uh, and so I just want to really go straight down the list. We got 10 deals right here. Starts out with seeking a mentor. Uh, consult them frequently. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Find a hobby outside of music. Be patient with yourself your students and fellow staff, seek out learning opportunities, record yourself teaching and ask for feedback. Get hip to your finances as early as possible. Build collegial relationships with campus faculty and staff. Seek out a mentor, consult them frequently. Yes, that's the second time it's on there. And finally, go home. So Vincent, can you, can you break down this first one, seek out a mentor? Why is it so important to have a mentor? Um, I, 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 I've been listening to a book um, that's about the life of John Wooden. Um, and he was a famous basketball coach at UCLA, four straight undefeated uh, records. And like, just, you know, like nationally known, he's, he's the big deal. Um, and he said he's had uh, three big mentors. So if someone with that kind of success <laughs> is has mentors, then I, I can definitely have <laughs> some mentors in our life. And I think everybody should have somebody to kind of show them the ropes. Like we, we do, things get passed down from generation to generation. Like if, if you don't have a mentor, nothing's getting passed down. You're only learning from like your experience. And so like for me, like when I've had Mr. Green um, or Miss uh, Mallow or Mr. Benzer, or I mean, I, the list goes on. I have a lot of mentors. Um, I just, I can call them and say, or I can text them and say, hey, I need help with this. And they can say, here's three different ways to do this. Here's, a, or here's how I've done it. Pick one. You know your clientele, pick it. But like having somebody to do that with is invaluable. Just invaluable. And is it, you know, there's some folks out there, they're, you know, in the middle of nowhere or they, they have a tough time finding uh, mentors are there any resources out there for people to find mentors or seek out mentors? Absol absolutely uh, there's the Phi Beta Mu uh, you can go to their website which is uh, you have to go to the Apple chapter of Phi Beta Mu and you can find all the Texas uh, mentors and they do that as a free service to you 
um, no charge to you. Um, um, there's a Team EA, they have a mentor program. Uh, uh, and YBDT just started a young advisor program where they are um, pairing young uh, directors with uh, uh, some, some teachers who have five to 10 years of experience because that's a little closer to like age. So like if there's something like, you're like, how did I figure out my finances or how do I do this? And you know, sometimes older mentors haven't, they've just been doing it for so long that they, they just, they don't remember how they got to that point. Um, so th they just started another program too. So that's one, another option. That's fantastic. Those are really great. Um, and if folks, if you're in Texas, and I may, might be wrong on this, Vincent, correct me if I'm wrong, but folks, if you're in Texas and, and you're a young band director, I will get linked up with YBDT. Uh, they have a fabulous program going on. Awesome, awesome community. Uh, yeah. and it's just great to fellowship with people uh, that are doing the same thing you're trying to do. Also, I want to add, like, uh, there are other Phi Beta Mu chapters around the, the nation, um, and you can go to your, see if your state has one, if you just go to Phi Beta Mu, or you can Google Phi Beta Mu, and you can see what, if, if your state has a local chapter, and then they each, I mean, I, I did a little bit of research, and some of them have their own mentorship programs, too, so just get involved with your, your local Phi Beta Mu chapter, they might have something available. Right on. All right, folks, number two, don't be afraid to ask for help. <laughs> oh, what yeah. is that, man? So, I mean, gosh, you, <laughs> you, you get out of college and you think you know everything, and then you realize I know absolutely nothing, and then you're like, how do I teach rhythm? How do I teach, how do I teach uh, the notes on the staff? Do I teach the grand staff? Do I teach uh, part of, uh, what, do I, what am I, how do I set up a classroom? I don't even know how to set up a band hall. Like how, where am I supposed to sit everybody? What if, like, those questions that you're just like, what? You can ask somebody for help. Like, you don't have to try to figure, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You know, like, there's already a will. Just get on the wheel. Just <laughs> ask somebody for help. You know, and there are people who have just been doing it longer, and they just, they just know what to do. So it's easier just to get the, get the information you need and to, to succeed earlier in little things so that uh, it's not a problem later on. Um, you know, I, I think... When people and people know me because I ask a whole lot of questions. I think that's really how people know me. Like I, I will email Robert Herrings or Corey Graves or Jason Finnells or anybody in my. Uh, I mean, I, I, I keep going. I, can't, I don't want to. I don't like. I don't like naming people because I forget people. Like there's a whole bunch of people. Rob Chilton. But I mean, the list goes on. Um, I I can just ask them like, hey, how how do I do this? Especially now as my as my new role as the director of bands here at Garcia. Like, I've been on the phone with these people, and they're just like, "Here's all the resources I have." Like, if I wouldn't have, if I wouldn't have asked, I wouldn't have known what to prepare for. Like, so like that's just like the, the reason I ask. Like, it's because I I know I need help. And, and you know, it's really really funny you said what you said at the beginning about you know getting out of college, and you know we go in and we you know five years of all this knowledge, and most of it is not what we're about to do. It's you know, absolutely. We, we don't know what we don't know. And to your point, asking those questions. And I think like the biggest thing for me, you know, I went to a jazz uh, school and we studied jazz in college and that's all we did really um, is not being afraid to ask anything. Because yeah. there's, uh, to me, there's no question that's too simple or that's stupid to ask if you're asking the right people. Yeah, and, I mean, just a, a good example of like, some sometimes that I would just ask dumb questions like I I I shouldn't say dumb they're like simple questions like you said um, I will just say I know this may sound simple but 
how do you do a budget request? Like, or like, how do you budget? Like, or how do you, how do you do your daily drill? Like, what's the focus of playing a concert F? What's the focus of the Remington? Like asking those questions that you just been doing these exercises, you, you just do them and you know what you're supposed to be doing. But how does that translate to like me teaching a middle schooler? Or how does that translate to me teaching a, the fourth band at a high school or third band at a high school? Like, how is this relevant? So ask those questions and you're going to learn a whole lot. Absolutely. Uh, let's see, this number three has it as find a hobby outside of music. Can you shed some light on that for us? Yeah, you, you have to have something that you do that is for you. Um, uh, if you're seeking fulfillment out of like some accolade that you're going to get in band, like it's, 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 it's hard to do. Like if, uh, I, I feel like I heard somebody say this, like if you're seeking perfection in our profession, like you're, you're never going to get it because it doesn't happen. It doesn't exist. So find something that you can do really well at that's not banned so that you feel some, some kind of sense of like success. Cause like success may look different in the band world or may feel different for you and your program. So find something that you really enjoy doing. Like I enjoy playing basketball. So I go and play basketball or I enjoy having friends over and playing board games. So I, I have friends to come over and do that. So like just find something to do that gets your brain off of that thing we call band. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, let's see, number four. Ooh, this is good. Be patient with yourself, your students, and fellow staff. Yeah, I'm still learning it. <laughs> um, yeah, I was, uh, I was talking to, uh, I think I was talking to uh, Jason Fennell, who's he's one of my mentors, and he, he's, oh no, it was Chris Pennick. You can want to edit this. Chris Bennett, I was talking on the phone with him about trying not to mess up. I don't want to mess up. I don't want to screw. I don't, I just don't want to mess it up. And he's like, you have to be patient with yourself. Like the same way that you were patient when you were a younger director, same thing now. And so like, you're not going to get it right the first time. And that is okay. You're not going to get it right. And you have to understand that you're not going to get it right so that you can have room to grow. If you set your bar up here, like it's you're 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 gonna you're setting yourself up for failure and you're gonna be chasing this bar that you set for yourself that should actually you shouldn't i mean not saying that you shouldn't strive to get better but you you, you can't say you can't set you can't set up unrealistic expectations mm. um so like you can't go into your first job saying oh i'm gonna come in and change this program and we're gonna go to be the next honor band we're gonna do this it's like that's not a realistic goal for you as a first year teacher, it might be like, I'm going to make sure that I have no discipline problems in my band. Like, or I'm going to make sure that every time a kid comes in, they are prepared. Like, and like, that's what you're striving for success. So you have to be patient with yourself. You're, you're not going to be able to hear everything. You're not going to be able to do everything. So be patient with yourself. And, and you're new to a program. Even if your head director may like do things a little differently, seek to understand and not to be understood first. You know, you have to, you have to, kind of be patient with everybody because you're new to the staff everybody's new like even though like even though me and my co-director have been teaching a, a long time together or combined if we can combine our years we've been teaching a long time like we still don't know each other so we're still got to be patient with like okay i'm figuring each other out like that's just it just takes time everything takes time so just be patient you're in this for the long haul not for the short haul mm, oh that's it right there play the long game not the short game that's it um, you know, when you were talking about that, it made me think 
about the patience that we have, even with our students, with, you know, developing the concert, perfect concert F, you know, when the kids come back this year, you know, some of our kids will not have played in almost six months. Um, and just that patience of, you know, like a, a diamond, it's a piece of coal and it goes under heat, extreme heat and extreme pressure for a long period of time before it develops into that. And I feel like, you know, developing that patience, something that I'm still working on my own self, developing that patience to, okay, today, you know, the embouchure was a little bit more firm on the corners and that was better than, you know, the day before rather than expecting a day and night change every single day. Exactly. Yeah. You have to also, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. Be patient with your students too. Like, I mean, if you're teaching beginners, like that's all you got. <laughs> you just got to have, you just got to be patient. You can be insistent, but you also still have to be patient. You can't like for the sake of like, you know, like I, I don't use like the method book as like the method, like it's not a, it's not a tractor for me. It's, it's not like a, Oh, by January, we're going to be in book two or like, we're not doing what, like, no, you got to be patient. Like, you know, there's a whole lot of resources on slow and steady wins the race type things. Like you got to pace it. Like, you just got to think of different ways to be patient <laughs> um, as you're teaching these concepts that take I mean, we're asking these students to do things that co college students are still working on at a young age. So you just have to think about, okay, where was I when I was a senior in, in college versus where the sixth grader is or fifth grader is if you start fifth grade beginners. You know, you just, you gotta, you gotta remember, try to remember back and then let that be your focus and your anchor. I'm so glad you said that. Like it kind of ties together with you talking about the short game versus long game kind of deal of, you know, the perspective of, you know, sixth grade or whatever, the first year of t uh, uh, instrumental playing for that kid, that's not everything because they're still going to be working on start, sustain, release of one note, even when they, you know, seven, eight, nine, exactly. 10, 12 years down the road. So how does this year fit into the bigger picture? And exactly. I feel like as a teacher, if we're setting that kid up that way, our approach will be different. And I, I feel like our retention will go up if we approach our teaching that way with the long term in mind. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's see, seek out learning opportunities. This is one of my favorites. Yeah, I think this is something that uh, I, I, I think I just did because like my band director, like, I don't think he forced me to my high school band director, like, but like, I just gravitated to it. And so he, he he's like, I, I like you, Vincent or Mr. Morris or whatever he said back in the day, um, because like you, you are insistent, you're curious. So like never, never seek being curious. So if, if you're struggling with like hearing French horn, in your ensemble sound, don't just sit there and say, ah, oh, woe is me. Like, no, go find, like, go figure, go sit down with somebody who's more experienced and say, I can't hear the French horn in this. How do I develop that ear? Or like, I heard this recording of Ryan Johnstone's band, like, and they're just absolutely gorgeous brass sounds. And you're like, how do you do that? You know, so like seeking those opportunities, it's not only TMA, it's not only TBA, or it's not only your professional development. It's, it's you have to take it, personal it's your personal development as an educator to do the things that you want to do so like i'm always asking private lesson teachers other teachers just to figure out like okay how do i get to like i like the way that you sound how do you do what you do just asking those questions and like that, that's how you seek learning opportunities and, and there's always uh like there's so many opportunities that are happening around the usually around the around the country and around the state uh I know Sam Houston does their, uh, they have workshops, not only in the summer, but they have some during the school year too. Uh, they, they partner with TBA um, to do like these little workshops where they 
will bring out. You know, the past couple of times in Houston, it's been uh, Charlotte Royal and Jennifer Dillard, and it's been fantastic, you know, to hear them just talk about how they do stuff. Or it was Corey Graves and uh, Dina Laurel at, out in Roma, and, they, you know, they just talk about how they do stuff. Like, that's just good. Like, you have to seek that stuff. It doesn't always come to you, so you have to go out and seek it. Hey, you know, it's so funny. You know, a lot of our in-person things are shut down now. But I feel like this has opened up a whole new world of learning opportunities. Absolutely. Uh, we're able to access and, and hear from people from literally around the world and give us so much more than we'd ever. Like, I can't tell you how much professional development I've done this summer. Oh. Like, I still haven't absorbed it all. Um, and I, I, I think that this is a better time than ever to seek out that information um, without forgetting that going to the brick and mortar without. Uh, uh, discrediting the value of seeing something in person and yeah. you know, obviously be safe, you know, don't do it now, but when it's safe to do so, uh, yeah, I think it's critical. And I, and I just add on, like, you have to reach out. I know. I mean, I, I don't know if, I don't even know if that's why I'm there, but you got to reach out to people. Like everybody, mo most people in our profession are willing to help you. Like send them an email. If you don't know their email, find their email and say that I got your email from so-and-so. Uh, I was asking, I was wondering, ask, I have questions about this. Can you sit down and talk with me about this? And most of the time, they're going to set up a time to do that. Like, you know, like the, the great educators in our state are sharing everything they know. You know, just because like nothing's new. They're just, they're just, it's just whatever works for their program is working for their program. So just get that and then try to transfer it to your program. You know, like just ask, just ask. I don't know. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Keep asking. And with that, the doors of the church are open. Well, <laughs> the, yes. Mm. Um, this, is, this is something I've really been focusing on lately. Uh, get hit. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm skipping one. Uh, record yourself teaching and ask for feedback. Yeah. Yes. So something, this is a little story. Like I used to record like almost every day and I never listened to them. Like, so like, what was the point of me recording them just to say that I recorded my band? And then, like, I started listening to them. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. And then, like, I didn't know what I was listening to. So I, I started asking people, hey, can you listen to, not the whole rehearsal, because 45 minutes is a lot to listen to. But, like, let's take a section of, like, this music that I was working on. Just sit with me and, like, let's chop it up and see what we need to fix in this. And, like, that became invaluable just to sit and, like, sit with an experienced teacher and say, what do you hear? Mm. Because I don't hear that same thing. And then if I didn't hear it, I, I've just had really good people just say, you, did you hear that? No? Okay, let's, go, let's rewind it and go back and so you can see if you can hear it. And so like, that is like, that's the, the value of, of, of recording yourself, actually sitting down and listening to it and getting feedback. Now, I know that not everybody has the opportunity to just sit down with somebody and say, can you do this with me? But sometimes, like, if you send an email and say, like, I have this five-minute chunk of uh, my rehearsal. Can you please give me feedback? Um, I'll give you Starbucks or food or a gift card or whatever. And most of the time, like, people will do it, you know, online. Like, especially, like, now, like, usually in the summers, it's a little bit easier because people have more time. But even during the school year, if you just say, hey, this weekend, can you – do this and if they say no then try to find either somebody else or find another time for that person to listen to it um because you want the feedback you just got to be patient with that absolutely and it's it's funny because there's a 
there's several band directors that I know that offer. They're like, please, by all means, if you ever send me anything, and they tell it to every band director. If you send me something, I'll listen to it. I'll give you feedback. And you know what they follow that up with? Nobody's ever sent me anything. Yep. Yep. And, and it's, all the time. Oh, go ahead. No, I said all the time. Like, I, I've talked to so many people. They're like, yeah, just send me recordings. And, like, uh, I, I just don't do it. And it's like, that's dumb. Like, <laughs> why would we do something? Like, why would we go through all the work of, like, trying to build this relationship with this mentor or get this feedback and then not follow up with it? You're like, you're missing the, the key fact. <laughs> like, you have to ask for the feedback. That's how you grow. Um, and because, like, and sometimes, like, they may even catch the way that you're saying something as opposed to, like, what they're hearing in the band and say that you said this instead of you saying it this way. If you say it this way, I promise you, you probably, you probably have a greater chance of getting success. And, like, like you just got to do it. You got to follow up with your own pursuit. And I think we, I think one thing that I know that I got caught up on and that many other my colleagues get caught up on is I'm not ready. The band's not ready to be heard. And it's like, just send it, just do it. And a lot of the things that we think that we can fix because we already hear it, the mentor or advisor might have a different perspective on how to fix that, which might mm -hmm. solve other problems down the road. Exactly. So, yeah. I, and, you know, to the point of like, is, you, is my band ready? They're never ready. You know, like <laughs> never. You know, I can, I'm, I can assure you that like people who are submitting for honor band and they're getting to that state level or even winning. Like they would say that we still didn't get there. Like, <laughs> you know, like there's still like there's still this one little section that bothers them. You know, like your band's never ready, and that goes to the mentor. You know, like people ask, like, well, how how soon should I get a, a mentor to come out if I can? Like as early and as often as you can. You know, like you want them in there to catch stuff that you're you you may be messing up on at at the beginning, or there's some, something that you may be doing really well, and it, it's good for them to see that. So that they know, like, okay, there's here's where you can here's a growth area, and here's a, a area that you can just keep refining, because you know that, that's that's important for us to have that positive feedback too. So right, so right. Uh, now, now we're to this is something I've been working on a lot. Uh, get hip to your finances as early as possible. Absolutely, like you get like if if you're fortunate enough to you know get your first job. Sorry, I'm over here. I'm, we're going to redo that. Yeah, absolutely. If you, uh, here's the one thing that I didn't do well when I was a first year teacher. Um, I didn't budget. I didn't know what a budget was. I was like, I got this money. I'm going to spend it. Like at that time I had no car note. I had no uh, loans from college. I had to pay. I, I was like, oh, this is fine. I got all this money. I'm going to buy me a computer. I'm going to buy me an instrument. And then it's like, oh, the next month comes and we got all this stuff. Through. And you're like, oh, so you, you better sit down and realize, okay, how much of my check am I actually getting? So sit down and like look at your benefits packet and see how much it's gonna cost. Take that out of your salary, know how much your, your salary should be. And you, like it says, get hit with your finances. You gotta know like how much, of, how much money a month do you wanna spend eating out? How much money do you wanna spend on leisure stuff? So like audio books or books or music or, professional your your own professional development like you just got to sit down and make a budget um just so okay yeah. we'll, we'll piece it together yeah um uh so you got to set aside that time from uh sorry set aside that money to 
do it what you want with it you know so like if if you are for if you're fortunate enough to make more money than you know how to spend pay off your student loans if you have student loans like aggressively attack that stuff so that you just like you're free of debt like debt is like the whole like it's 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 a it's it is almost enslaving you're like ah, i can't do anything and then once you're free from it it's got no hold on you so you you got you got to like attack that debt as much as possible um, and then, and then once you're out of that, especially if, you know, if you only have so much in debt and you make so much money, like you can just easily start to reallocate that money towards other stuff that you want, whether that's into your retirement, which you need to put some money into that for, for sure. Yes. Um, and, and into your, into your what, 401k or whatever it may be, you know, whether that's, you just, you just got to get hit with your finances. You, you do. Yeah. You know, to that point about debt, you know, borrow a slave to the lender. And uh, we have, there are a lot of resources. If you talk to your HR department, they can talk about your benefits. Every district has a different set of different yeah. things. Some places, some districts have discounts and all sorts of stuff for you. Uh, remember to look at that stuff. And also, uh, like Vincent was saying, like budget out your money, look long-term. If you want to buy a house, you probably want to start setting aside money for that because that's not cheap. No, um, 10% is a lot of money, 10% of Think about how much of the house is going to cost. You get a three hundred thousand dollar house. That ten percent of that you got to have in 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 the bank. That's right. And, keep and, that mortgage low. And for your retirement, uh, some like Texas has a decent teacher re retirement, but there are some states where very little of your uh, mm -hmm. your salary, like you get 10, 20, 30 yeah. percent of your salary. So preparing early now will ensure that you can retire yeah. and not have to to work when you're, you know, 70, 80, 90. Exactly. And uh, uh, Mr. Who is it? Mr. Mr. Dick, uh, Greg Dick, who just retired from Friendswood, he said, he's like, my only regret was not starting to save or put money into my 401k for retirement sooner. Hmm. Like, you know, like, so because, he, he, you know, you get to retire, but then you're like, okay, I need to have so much money in my, so that I can live and do what I want to do. So you, you got to, you know, you got to put that money aside after you've paid off your debt because, or as you know, if if you can work it out where you can put a little bit every month, like even ten dollars, like put ten dollars a month, you know, that's one hundred twenty dollars a year. You know, like for thirty years, that's not a lot of money, but it's something. Mm -hmm. You know, something for you to go off of. And then as you pay off that, you start to put more money into it. So it's just a it's a compounding effect. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, this next one is super important. Yeah. Uh, build collegial relationships with campus faculty and staff. Yeah, you you got it. You got to know who's who on staff. Like you, you, it's important. Like you you never know what you may need from anybody on your campus, whether that's your janitors, your 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 secretaries, your APs, your uh, your even your teachers, like your head, your your department heads. You never know what you're gonna need from them, or th uh, they may need from you. Mm -hmm. um, uh, just an example, like I had a student who was uh, uh, falling behind in the class and like I had a really good relationship with his teacher. So I said, hey, can I come and just sit in your class? And they, she was like, absolutely. You know, like not saying that she wouldn't have said no. I mean, she would have said no if she didn't know me, but like we had that relationship that I could just say, hey, can you help me out? And I'll help you out. Like if you can help me out with getting the student if I can get access to the materials that I need so that I can make sure the student gets the work, it, it, it always worked out. So I was, I was able to do that, but you got, you got to make those relationships. You gotta, you gotta step out of the band hall sometimes. You, I mean, you, you have to, like, there's so many people that 
so many great people that are on your campus like who have been teaching a long time like just go ask them for some like some advice or just talk to them like you know sometimes you, you may be coming in you're the youngest person on the staff and there have been people who have been teaching for 30 years they not they may not be teaching band but they may know how to manage a classroom so you can go and ask ask them how to manage a classroom or they may they, they may know how to do something that you don't know how to do like just get to know them like they're people and these if you're going to spend a long time you're going to be in, if you're in this for the long haul you got it you got to make relationships with people other than the band staff. Absolutely. You know, most middle schools, uh, we know with a thousand students or above, you know, there's over a hundred faculty and staff on that campus and all of them have something different to offer you not only in their job, but as a human. Yep. Um, huh. Seems like we've seen this one before. Seek out yeah. a mentor, consult them frequently. Yeah. And, and, uh, again seek out a mentor it, it's 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 not as hard as you think it is it, it, it's not it's not i mean you, you think of like oh well maybe they don't have time for me you don't know that you don't know them like <laughs> like if if i had never like emailed robert herrings i don't think he would ever like reach out to me like and it's it's not like all it took was an email saying hey i'm so and so uh i need some help and he's like okay like <laughs> You know, and he just went on an event, like, in that year, like, they were getting ready for Team EA. Like, they were getting ready for the performance, and I emailed him and said, hey, can I just come and watch rehearsal? He's like, sure. And I, I sat there and watched rehearsal as they were getting prepared for, for, for the honor band performance in February, and I was like, I learned a whole lot. He's like, maybe you learned something, maybe you didn't. But, like, like you, you just got to be confident and brave enough to just reach out and then ask people for help. You just have to ask people for help. You're never above asking people for help. And that's the key. You know, I, I, with the virtual band director conference, we've had several, several band directors on. And these are folks that, you know, they're no slouch. They're, you know, top of their profession. Absolutely. And every single person has said, seek out a mentor. Seek it. And they have, all of them have mentors. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it's, it's, it's like, like I said earlier, everything is passed down. Like the way that we learn nursery rhymes, the way that we learn language, the way that we learn any, how to do anything is passed down, whether it's visually or somebody telling us like to do something or to, or us repeating something like the way you learn your ABCs, it's all passed down. Like everything, everything that we know about everything is passed down from generation to generation. So you have to ask the previous generation how they did stuff because it, it worked. <laughs> There is. <laughs> and then here we're at our last one, and it's two words. Go home. It can wait until tomorrow. Um, I Again, like I said, I've been reading some books about John Wooden, and one of the things he says, if you can't get it done today, and this, I think this comes down more of like uh, organizing your time, scheduling your time. You have to be super efficient with what you're doing. Um, because if you say, uh, I can get to it tomorrow, I'll get to it tomorrow. It's like, if, well, if you can work just as hard today to get it done today, then what makes you think you're going to work hard just as hard tomorrow to get two things done? And I was like, oh, okay, you're right. So you need to sit down and like prioritize what, what you have to do for today. Like do stuff that you can only do today. I like to think about it in four categories. I don't know where I got this from, but, uh, urgent and important, um, urgent, but not important, um, not urgent but important not urgent not important most of us spend most of our time figuring out stuff that is not urgent and not important mm. you know like we're dwelling on like oh i gotta get those chairs in the right spot 
you're like, that's not urgent and that's not important. You have to put out the fire about <laughs> like the private lesson program that you've been putting off. You got to spend some time, a little bit every day, spending the stuff that's urgent and important. You got you to organize that stuff so that it doesn't build up and it doesn't collapse in your face so that you can go home. Like uh, the only way you get to go home, like conscious free is if you finish what you've done today. So don't, don't try to put off anything for tomorrow. If it, if it can be handled tomorrow, then it's for tomorrow. If it can only happen today, you got to get it done today. And so that you can go home conscious free. Absolutely. And you know, you're talking, you talked about uh, being super efficient with your time. And you know, for me, that's I, every night before I go to the next day, I make a list. I have a little app called Todoist. I write yeah, down all the stuff. I love it. And it's like, write down all the stuff. And then I could, I, when I wake up, it's easy. I, Cause I know what I have to do. I just check the list. I don't think about it. It's yeah. you know, get up and go. Um, and that way, by the time I, I reach the end of the day, I can look at my list. Okay. Did I complete my items? And then otherwise the days that I didn't do that, I'd be at the school until seven, eight o'clock. You know, and I made best I made best friends with the custodial staff, but I probably should have been at home. You know. Yeah, I mean the one I uh, I mean I learned so many valuable things from uh, Michael Dick, who was uh, who I was with at Irons, and like at five thirty he was like I'm gone, bye. Like just I'm like oh I ain't gonna stay here. Like <laughs> so I, I learned to be more efficient with my time. I'm like I gotta go home too. He's like, and like for me, like I have a family at home. I got to, I got to get home and see my kids. If I don't get home, then I may not see them. Like, and that's not fair to them. Like that, like that, they never see dad. Like I got it. Like there, yes, I know that there are times that like I have to work and I have to get stuff done. I have to stay a little later, but like that shouldn't be every day. I got to get home to do those hobbies that I really like to do. I got to get home to like spend time uh, investing in people. Um, investing in friends, investing in family, investing in my, my relationship with my wife. Like I have to spend time to do that. And like, if I'm at the band, I can't do that. So you got to go home. That's so true. It's so true. And, you know, we always hear these horror stories about, uh, you know, band directors staying there till O dark 30 or waking up and the security scar or security alarm goes off. Or uh, we even hear stuff about, you know, people burnout, the band, you know, band director burnout yeah. is, seems like it's on the rise. And, and in going home, really, all these things really help lower that thing and, and lower the anxiety that, that can be surrounded by the stress that, that we can experience by being a band director. Yeah, so, absolutely. Absolutely. Folks, this is, this is the 10 tips. But Vincent, do you have anything you want to share with anybody or any tips for young directors that we didn't have here? I mean, I just want to reiterate, ask for help. <laughs> like, I mean, you can't say it enough. Ask for help. Like it, you, you do not have to do it alone. You do not have to reinvent the wheel. Just ask for help. If you need somebody to ask, ask somebody. <laughs> ask anybody. You know, like ask your grandparents. Ask your parents. Ask your siblings. Ask ask anybody. Like, like they can get stuff done. Maybe not in the band world, but maybe they can get something else done. You know, maybe like just don't be afraid to ask. Oh yeah. That's the key. You never know until you ask. Yep. And with that, folks, we want to say thank you, thank you, thank you so much. A huge thank you to Vincent for all your knowledge that you're willing to share with us. And we'll see you guys next time. If you like what you heard, subscribe and check out our website, virtualbanddirectorconference.com. Thanks for joining us. And remember, there's no stealing in band when you give with an open hand.